Howdy, everybody. This is the False Nine Podcast. Jacob Hedge is speaking. Today we got uh, Chris and Zach here. Hello. What's up? I can't, I mean, not much is up. We're about to dive straight into uh, some of the most awesome discussions we'll ever have uh, about FC Cincinnati after that 1-1 draw against Atlanta after your boy predicted a 1-1 draw. I mean, settle down, settle down. I mean, I'm just excited, man. Now I have bragging rights over every every one of the hosts for, of the podcast. For one week. For one week, that one is correct. I, <laughs> I'm going to cherish it for sure. <laughs> um, but, yeah, anyways, um, I'm sure uh, most of our listeners already know uh, FC Cincinnati uh, drew 1-1 with Atlanta United, and uh, it was incredible. Scenes... Uh, I mean, I was going crazy with a beer in my hand at my house. I mean, uh, it was it was just quite something. Uh, I mean, and we were pressing that entire game. Uh, you know, we were causing issues like the to, entire game. I would like to mention that I overall, even though I, I do have my, uh, my list here, I, I would just like to say as an overall note, I'm very impressed that they were able to go into Atlanta in front of 70,000 fans and come away with a point. Oh, just totally. I mean, I, I thought after Joseph Martinez scored in the fifth minute that they were going to score like 10. Yeah, yeah. I got a note on that, too. We can dive right into that. Go right ahead. Okay, okay. Um, well, I mean, we all know we all know how Koch likes to play his games. He likes to press pretty high. And uh, that defense was very high up and that just they they were just not ready for that quick i, I don't was it a counter i mean can we even call that a counter i, like, I don't really. think so i i think maybe we like i guess turn the ball over but i want to say it was like one we or two passes way off guard and uh honestly they bounced back really well from that so yes, they did um, with that being the second game, it's really got me with some higher hopes for the rest of the season if they're, you know, picking up learning their opponents and how they play a lot faster. And Frankly, with how Joseph Martinez played last year, I mean, granted, Almiron is now in at Newcastle, um, but he's still very much a threat as he <coughs> showed in the first five it, minutes. It's but we good were able to, see, to hold him to one goal. So It's good to see that they weren't, you know, bothered by the atmosphere because there's not an atmosphere in the mls that's going to be more intimidating than going down there at their home opener their you know their mls cup celebration like there's seventy thousand <laughs> three hundred and fifty two people there and 352 of them were fc cincinnati fans so they're up against seventy thousand. and once that place gets loud in the fifth minute i mean it's yeah, and I atlanta mean, fans are brutal they're rough i was watching uh I watched a highlight of the game, and man, just as much as I've seen Cincinnati get a lot of hate first the first two games in from other people, which I find absolutely hilarious, <laughs> Atlanta just absolutely is dogging their team right now, especially uh, uh, their coach, uh, DeBoer. They already want him gone. They already oh, want Oh, yeah. Him They've already started hashtag out. DeBoer out. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> Hashtag Mourinho in, yeah. am I right? I was just going to say, it's like freaking some Manchester United fan base. 
or, or, or Arsenal, Arsenal, right? Yeah, no, that's where yeah. it all started. <laughs> <laughs> Wanger out. Um, well, um, unfortunately, uh, we do not have uh, Duke with us this episode. So um, I am going to real quick look up Cincinnati's lineup from I memory. Can, I can tell I you. I can tell you right okay. now. Okay. Tell me right now, so, please. Right now. The man, the myth, the legend, Spencer Ritchie, started in goal. Okay, so in front of him, starting left back, you had Matthew Duplan. Then you had Kendall Waston, Nick Haglund in the middle with Alvis Powell to the right. Uh, Victor Yoa and Leo Bertone were our two defensive midfielders. Roland Lamont on the left, Fernando Adi in, or Fernando Adi up top. Um, Kakatu Mane played in the middle. Alan Cruz played on the right wing. And Adi up top. So, thank you. As you were delivering that, I was able to look it up, and so now I have it here in front of me as well. Um, so, what are the 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 standout names in this lineup? I thought for me it was Mane getting that uh, number ten role, that attacking midfield role. I thought that was yeah. the game changer for uh, Cincinnati. Uh, as if if you guys obviously hopefully noticed um he was controlling as soon as we got into the opponent's half if he had the ball he was looking for that deadly pass he was looking to just keep running with the ball at some points you know he he just wanted mm-hmm. to get up as far as he could without giving up possession and that's what was really impressive to me and i mean he was dribbling all over people um yeah there that that to me was my my just from looking at the lineup before the game, I was the most excited to watch Mane, and he delivered in that position. Yeah, there were a few moments where Mane just dribbled through four or five guys. It looked like he is, mm-hmm. you know, almost like a, a little Leo Messi out there. The ball was stuck to his feet, and no one could he, – he wasn't diving. He'd just take all the contact in the world. He was staying up and keep the play alive. It was really, really good to see. Yep. Um, I actually uh... – well, well, I'll give credit to uh, our uh, newest boy, Kenny Safe, with that beautiful, beautiful cross field on the ground mm-hmm. through ball to uh, Roland Lamar. But the no, the one that uh, really kind of stood out to me was Bertone for this reason and this reason alone. He was absolutely on point with his set-piece takes. He was just delivering dimes into the boxes every time we had a set-piece. So that's nice to see that we have a solid rock that can, you know, when we have a set-piece that we need to take, he's going to be deadly to put it right in the, right on the money. And we just, we just couldn't finish on a couple of them, which was well, frustrating and, and, to see for a second. And, and uh, what was frustrating is that Addy offsides call. Oh, don't even get me started. <laughs> <laughs> the you had you, right before we started recording, Chris had shared a video um, of LAFC's. What was it? Their first or second? I can't, I can't remember what goal it was. It was their third goal. It third goal. Third goal. Um, it was a cross from I want to say Carlos Vea into uh, I don't know his first name, but number ninety nine Diamande. And I, I pretty much told Hedges, I, I said, I want you to watch that play, and I want you to convince me that man was more onside than Fernando was. I'll take it to my grave <laughs> that Adi was onside. <laughs> he was onside. Like, 
it was very fresh. That call was very frustrating. And and as a fan, like they didn't even give like the normal lines, you know, to like like yeah. show you. But like, and I think that was probably because it was such a tight call. But I mean, his feet were on sides. Literally, like his shoulder was maybe an inch in front of uh, whoever was uh, defending him right there. I I, I can't mm-hmm. remember that specific, but. I mean, compared to that, to LA's goal, he <laughs> like which was like they're not he gonna scored call, off of that. He scored off of it too. Yeah, the fact that offsides. they're not gonna call it back for offsides <laughs> and they just allowed it, that's saying think, something going forwards. I think the call was so close that you know the linesman probably should have just left the flag down and let VAR yeah, look let at it, it after the goal. Yeah, like that's what it's for. Don't throw the flag up and then play has to come to a stop because the flag came up like let it play mm-hmm. out you have var it's a cushion that's what it's for um right you know it's kind of frustrating to see that because you know that's huge for Adi's confidence and then the, the confidence within Adi from the fans like i, I mean he needs to get a goal yep, for desperately sure. and you know they took one away from him there they, I, I agree with you i mean it's all right i got a well feeling said. he's gonna get one or two back this week hat trick <laughs> He's gonna score three. I would love to see. I'd love to see a hat trick from Addy. It'd definitely restore my faith in he's, him. He's he's um, gonna score three. Powell's gonna get one, <laughs> and Darren Maddox is gonna come off the bench and get one. So that's five goals. We're gonna five zero Portland Timbers. Is that your prediction? Uh, five five one. But yeah, five one. Jesus. Well, shit. We're already at our <laughs> predictions. Um, no, I, that, that's not serious. Let's go over this Atlanta game. <laughs> 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 okay, so um, so we, we just kind of uh, – uh, Zach, uh, we did not hear your standout player before the game started. When you saw this lineup, who were you like, holy shit, I'm excited to watch uh, the, uh, this person I, get some good I was time. excited to see Alan Cruz get into the game. Um, I thought for killing. sure he was going to be playing in the, the central attacking mid spot because he's naturally a box-to-box. And Mane has played that winger position um, majority mm-hmm. of his career. But him playing on that right side gave Alvis Powell a little more cover. And, um, you know, I mean, Alan Cruz made some just fantastic tackles against, you know, Pity Martinez, who is oh, yeah. the best South American player of last year. And, I mean, he had nothing for Alan Cruz. So it was, you know, pretty, pretty convincing that he deserves a spot in this lineup. I don't know where, but at wherever you can fit him, he I should agree play. With you. And well, and if he's he, he's part of a national team, so gotta find him spot somewhere. Well, and that's that even further's uh, my point here is he's on the na- his national team, and when he had the ball, I mean, how many times did he let someone get that ball off of him? I mean, he was playing just as well as Mane was in that sense. I mean, there is there is one bit of play where uh, one Atlanta United defender was right up on his back, and he just quickly dribbled around him. Did it, you know a, a quick half turn? Got around him, um, and then there was another defender coming up, and he just dribbled right around that. And then it was one more defender, and then goal. Like he was able to, to with his back turned towards the defender, able to dribble around him and then continue to take it. I mean, the the drive he had and the pace when he got to full speed, I that was something I didn't know he had personally, and it was crazy to see. Because, you know, we hadn't seen him prior. 
uh, maybe in some of the preseason games, but you know, it was hard to watch some of those. So I, mm-hmm. and it's it's you know it's preseason, so we don't really take a lot from preseason, in my opinion. I've never taken. It's just yeah. a, he didn't I, get to play much in the preseason either because he was gone at a Costa Rica camp for mm. I want to say a week or two, and then you know he just trying to get back to fitness, yeah, and he, he didn't get a ton he, of time. Uh, I don't believe he even suited up for the Seattle game. No, he didn't make I don't the trip. Think he did either. I don't think he didn't did, make yeah. the trip. Um, well, that you know, I was, I'd like to point out one more player. Spencer Ritchie absolutely killed it in goal. I mean, that had oh, yeah. to have been the game of his life. I mean, definitely the yeah, biggest. That's... that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, it is very reassuring to know that when you have a backup keeper, he is very very solid and you don't have to worry about your keeper being a weak point because that's mm-hmm. that's always terrifying and that's kind of always in the back of all the you know the other 10 guys on the field that's always in the back of their mind you know at chelsea everybody knows mm-hmm. i mean everybody knows. yeah right <laughs> yep so when you're when your 10 men on the field don't have to worry about their keeper being um, a weak point it just it's business as usual and they were just able to play in their own comfort level you know, control the game when they had to, and Spencer Ritchie just was making saves. And yeah, credit had, to he, Joseph Martinez, he just slotted, he just slotted that ball with some speed to it. Hard to stop that with a high defense. Yes, yeah, Spencer had a hell of a game. Um, he's quick off his line in a lot of cases. Wasn't scared to you know have to run into people if he had to in air. Um, I guess you maybe ask if he could have stopped. Martinez's shot, but it had so much pace on it that I, you can't blame him for that. I mean, that thing was coming I mean, you so could see quick. In, you could see it in slow motion. He was, I, he reacted. I think he reacted as fast as he possibly yeah, could. Yeah, the, the ball was, was past enough. him after he. <laughs> right. Yeah, it was so not much you could do about it, I guess. Mm-mm. I don't even think Peter Check in his prime could have stopped that one. That's just one of those shots. Um, but to bring it back to your Chelsea comment, Willie Caballero is a great keeper, and I don't want to hear that crap from you guys, okay? Arsenal doesn't have a backup keeper. Manchester United, I mean, Romero's not really much. I would be more scared with Romero in, in between. Romero starts for Argentina over Caballero. But see, I, okay, Ooh. that's a good point. That's a good point. Did you point. see Caballero okay, in the World Cup? He assisted the other yeah. team. I know, I know. But... <laughs> Listen, I mean, his recent performances are... I mean, no, he, he has he been good, kept, decent for Chelsea. He kept Spurs. He kept Spurs. What? Shit, didn't we beat Spurs 2 nothing? I think so. I don't and know. And we had Caballero in goal? Because that was right after the whole Kepa reaction. You know? Oh, and yeah, it was. Caballero to start, and he kept a clean sheet i thought he's always kept controlled chaos and his defense i mean you know sometimes you're like ah watching him try to do whatever he's doing but it's like i don't think the players are worried but uh, to get off of this we can talk about this later i just i wanted to clear the air and i was upset about that comment because caballero (laughs) is doing well right now i i can understand the comments it's okay it's okay okay. before but anyways Anyways, um, I would like to um, mention um, that we got to see, and I didn't see we were going to get to see Garza. Um, 
uh, we got to see him. And same with Saif. Even though I said last pod, uh, I predicted him to start. Um, I uh, I was still pleased to see him get in there. Obviously, he made an instant impact. He was running down both sides of the field. And then when he got that ball in the midfield, like you said, Chris, he just slotted it straight to Llama. Perfect, inch-perfect pass through ball. And Llama just finished it as any forward should be able to do. And against Brad Guzan, come on, I can score against Brad Guzan. So Brad Guzan probably should have stopped that shot. In all honesty, no, that that wasn't a great strike by Lamar. (laughs) Yeah, no, no, it was just a tap to the far corner, Mm -hmm. very easily savable. But he, I think he kind of, I think he may have jumped the gun a bit, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I think he like uh, laid out too early. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And see, that's yeah. Atlanta United's getting relegated, boys. <laughs> <laughs> no, back, to, only, back to Kenny Saif. <laughs> um, I, I was super – I mean, I was excited to see him play, first of all, because I didn't think he was going to get to play after, like, what, a day of training with the team. Um, yeah. But, I mean, I thought he looked just unbelievable for having no chemistry whatsoever yeah. with the rest of the guys. Like, that's, you know – it, it's something to really look forward to once he has, you know, a two, three months worth of training with the team and how everybody will be meshing, how he's going to be able to, you know, know where those runs are going to be exactly. And it should really help the attack. So I got a question for you, Zach. Do you think Saif's going to be starting against Portland on Sunday? Uh, yes, I do. I 110% think he will, um, unless okay. there's like a medically fit reason that he doesn't. Um, I thought I mm-hmm. saw a tweet that said Garza and Saif were only medically cleared to play 30 minutes over the weekend. Um, that was at the Atlanta game. Um, so I don't know if he is like nursing an injury or coming off an injury or what. Um, but if he's fully fit, he's going to definitely get the start. Yeah. Who did uh, – oh, and by the way, <clears throat> just for future reference, uh, it's Kenny Safe. Yeah, it's Kenny Safe. safe. But, um, safe. but who did he – who did he come on for? Uh, Mane. Mane? Okay. Yeah, he came on for Mane, took Mane out of the midfield after his uh, worldy performance against Atlanta United. Um, so I'm I'm still sitting here looking at the lineup from last week. Um, do Did either of you uh, have a prediction for the lineup for uh, Portland Timbers? I can um, think of one real quick. I, I kind of did. Um, I'm all right with midfield up. I think that's a pretty solid starting lineup, the one we started at Atlanta. Um, if he's cleared to play a full 90, I would like to see Garza start left back and DePlon move over to right back. Mm-hmm. We can have Waston and Hagland uh, as our center backs. I think that <clears throat> I, I think and can safely assume that's probably the coach's, like, main goal over the season is to have that as like the starting defensive uh unit which would be pretty deadly because Deplon and Garza are just they they can make some moves up on the wings and really help out the midfield and we all know how Waston is he's a <laughs> he's a rock and Haglin's a big boy so uh that defense is coming together slowly but surely uh we'll get a It'll it'll come together right one of these times, I promise. I um I just wrote up a, a lineup here. Um, 
I think we'll see uh, TT back in goal. Yeah. Um, if he's if his hamstring if he's healthy, issue, I, I yeah, I don't know if he's gonna be healthy or not. But either way, TT or Spencer back there, I think you can. Yeah. Yeah. Either one of those that. two will be fine. Um, and I agree with your back line. I would like to see. I don't think it's gonna happen. And I've said this last week. I would like to see Lasso get a start over Hagland. I don't think it's going to happen because Hagland made it to the MLS team of the week. Um, but Lasso, uh, Lasso just, will get just, the start at New England next week. Okay. Because Kendall Waston and Alan, Alan and Cruz will be might gone. Even, he might even come in on mm. uh, as a sub uh, at home. He might even make it on the bench. Um, just, I don't But I do think Bertoni and Uola. Uh, are going to get the start in those uh, defensive midfield. Uh, Safe is going to get number 10. I've put Ledesma out for the left wing, um, but that can be switched. He can be over on the right wing. Um, if Ledesma's on the left, I put Cruz on the right. If he if Ledesma's on the right, I've put Lama on the left, and then Addy up top. But I think Ledesma, if he's not – if he doesn't come off the bench in this game, I think I mean he needs to be on the squad regardless if he's starting or on the bench. It's the home first home opener. I mean he's the the hero since of Cincinnati FCC, especially from last season. I just think mm-hmm. he will make the squad in some capacity. So here here's what I think will be the lineup or what I would I would like to see. I'd like to see, you know, Spencer, TT, and goal, whatever. Um, if Garza is cleared for 90, I would like to see him start. Um, I think it'll probably be Deplon out there again on the left side. Then Waston, Hagland, and Powell, who I think will probably have a pretty big game. Um, you know, he just came from Portland, so I would like to see an extra motivation from him. Uh, Bertone and Uoa, the defensive mids. Um, I would like to see Lamar left with Alan Cruz in that attacking mid as a box-to-box player. And then um, Kenny Safe to start with Adi up top. And I think if Kenny Safe can start and give us, you know, 60, 70 minutes on that right side, you could bring um, Ledesma in off the bench. It would make the crowd happy. The crowd would be super pumped, super loud. Um, so I, I think that's probably, I mean, that's what I would like to see. As long mm, as I get first. to see Lonnie <coughs> get some game time, man. I'm a happy man. I am a happy man. First home game of the season. The Bailey is going to be rowdy. Are you going, oh, Chris? Yeah, I am not, unfortunately, at work. Ooh. I will be in Florida, unfortunately, but I will be uh, cheering at uh, FCC on in <laughs> down in Florida with a couple brews. Um, but I mean, it's going to be awesome. I expect the crowd to, I mean, it's almost what a 35,000 tickets sold. So, yeah. um, I well, mean, I mean plus we, we've all seen how they react, reacted with, uh, USL games. I mean, um, so that video I sent earlier hedges with the, mm-hmm. uh, the LAFC controversial goal yes they they pretty much highlighted every one of the games and honestly most of those stadiums were dead empty 
absolutely dead no life <laughs> and we were able we were able to freaking sell out almost every freaking game and last season it, yeah yeah so <laughs> i can only imagine genuinely only imagine how electric that environment is going to be come sunday uh, it's going to be loud i can guarantee you i will not have a voice on monday <laughs> I'm, First I'm, time in the orange and blue for the season. Oh. Yeah, I'm excited to see the home <laughs> kits. I've, you know, I'm tired of the white already. Yeah, that's, <laughs> it's, it, they're cool jerseys. You know, it's just a little plain. I like. I'm, I'm excited for the home kits. Um, so, who do, who do you guys think overperformed against Atlanta? Um, overperformed. I would say Spencer Ritchie. Oh yeah, I was just gonna say Ritchie. Um, I can agree to that statement. Like no one on the no one else on the field was outstandingly I th- bad. I think Roland Lamar had like a quiet night up until the goal, but I think he yeah. was super creative, um, had some chances, and then obviously the goal is what you know put his night over the top. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to say I thought Cruz overperformed um, just from not having seen him really play before. I was genuinely uh, impressed uh, with him just being able to do what he was doing, um, having never seen much of him before. He's aggressive. He's aggressive and he's confident. And as soon as I saw that we signed him in the offseason, I was I kind of got excited. I'm like, oh, yeah, that that was an exciting one to see. Yeah, uh, another I, shout. I, I was excited when we signed him just for the fact that he was a international player, but I never looked up any highlight reels. I should have done that. But. Um, another shout I want to give is to I thought performed Wells, even though he didn't score. Uh, Fernando Adi. I mean, I thought his hold up play was good. Um, you know, he took took a few balls into the box that were pretty good. The one that the the ghost offside there was a great header into the near post. I mean, Guzan had no chance. But then on the Moss goal, what goes overlooked is Adi making a diagonal run to the um, to the corner, which drug Parkhurst yeah. over, yeah, which opened backs. up that yep. massive hole in the Atlanta defense for Kenny Safe to play the ball to roll in Lamar. So even though it was all Kenny Safe and Lamar on that, that goal, Fernando Adi was a huge piece to making it happen. Yes, he was. Um I was more impressed with Addy against Atlanta than I was, obviously, against Seattle. Um, and I think it's just going to take some time to get him a goal. I do hope he scores in Portland. Um, he needs, but I he think needs to have he's, chances, you know? Yeah, I, and I agree yeah. with you. Um, but just, just from how the first two games have been, it looks like he's going to be more like um, I'm going to reference to Chelsea. It's going to he's going to be more like a Giroud, and that he's going to be more of that target man. And he's going to get goals, but it's not going to be a, a he's not going to be a 20 plus goal scoring striker. I, it, it'd be something to see him even back 10. Um, but he's never put that up those kinds of numbers before. So I'm I'm just trying to be realistic. Um, if we're being, but it is possible. It is possible. If we're being it realistic and comparing him to Giroud. Drew got a hat trick today, so that means Adi is getting a hat trick <laughs> yeah, on <no>. Sunday. 
The yeah. stars are aligning. The stars <laughs> are aligning. <laughs> I hope so. That would be fucking something right there. I would love to see that. Uh, and if the stars are aligning and Pluto is uh, now considered a planet um, and <laughs> the flat earth, way. the flat earth, the end is, is just dropping off into the uh, the spatial abyss of nothingness. Um <laughs> I think I think he he's gonna try to bag a goal. Of course he is. Um, if we can if we can provide him more support, like you said, Zach, more opportunities, give him more chances, he will get a goal. Um, and that's if we're gonna be playing high with a high press. We're we're playing at home. We're gonna be trying to score and win. Um, so you'd you'd hope he'd be able to bag one with Deplon's pass to him that was called offsides. It, it was almost. Almost identical to Alonzo's pass to Giroud today, other than it was a header from Addy. Giroud just tapped it in with his foot. But um, I mean, that, that was that, that pass was, a perfect was beautiful. Cross. It was a perfect cross. It wasn't offsides. It was bullshit. Um, and I'm I'm excited if if Garza is not ready for a full ninety and Deplon gets a left back start. I am not gonna be mad because he played no. out of his skin in that left back spot against Atlanta <laughs> United. It was amazing to see. It was amazing to see. Yeah, absolutely. You could tell he's definitely getting more comfortable on that left side. For sure. I mean, he he'd uh, never played over that, there. He played center back and right back shaky. his whole career. So. Exactly, and well, so now he's starting to. He's just showing that he's a, a professional. Uh, go ahead, finish your thought. Okay. He he. I was just saying. He, it 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 shows that he's a prof- he's a professional and that coach has probably asked him to, to hey, will you play on this left back? spot and of course he's going to say of course he's he's here to play he's 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 not going to say no he's going to show that he's got quality through and through and that is my thought well that kind of ties into what i was going to say and i mean from looking at all the preseason lineups and uh, just all the variations i mean you can tell that you know during training and just out of the picture i mean coach is just putting these players in uncomfortable situations and they're getting used to it and they're handling it really well so that's just i'm going to chalk that one up to not only higher quality players but damn good coaching i agree of course coach is a badass always has been i hope he continues yeah. Um, I will. I will say I was a uh, kind of concerned. Like one of my concerns for this season was if Koch was gonna be, you know, tactically sound enough for the MLS. Because I mean, this is the biggest you know opportunity he's ever had, along with a lot of the guys on the team. That and um, it, it gave me a lot more confidence in in his coaching ability to, you know, adjust, go to Atlanta, another tough game after you just got routed in Seattle. And um, to see the team perform how they did, it was it was a huge boost in confidence. Yeah, I agree. Um, the subs were better, Spot smarter. Um, the starting lineup was, you know, better and smarter than it was in Seattle. Dude, the, the subs were uh, absolutely – they were perfect. Like, <laughs> yeah. to, yeah. to yeah. just realize that Atlanta's struggling and you can really go for a goal and put some pressure on them so you bring on <laughs> – Darren Maddox, you bring on Kenny Safe and Greg Garza. Like, those are three attacking players. Even though Garza's a left back, he looked phenomenal getting forward, and the 
20 yeah, minutes or so he that he had. He was in their half more than he was. He, he, he was <laughs> fantastic. He was in our half. Um, so those, yeah, those so subs. Hats off to Coach. Yeah, I mean, he, he fantastic by Koch. Um, that's going to put us right to score prediction time for Portland Timbers. Um, I already have my score prediction. Um, and this is my score prediction is this because, um, which I'm pulling his name up right now. What's, what was that guy's name that you said was, uh, here it is. There. Portland is out Diego Chara. Uh, yeah, Diego Chara. Huge miss, huge miss for them right there. And you, you even pointed out that they have never won a game, which he didn't play, which knock on wood here is going to continue. And so my prediction for the Portland Timbers match, first match of the season at home, 2-0, Cincinnati. Going for the shutout. I think I we'll think keep a clean sheet. I don't know. I think later in the season I'd be more inclined to give them a clean sheet opportunity. But, uh, hell, even against the LAFC, they're, they're – their attacks are quick, and uh, they can really catch people off guard. So I think, and I hope I'm wrong, obviously, but I think they're going to be able to sneak one in, at least. My prediction, I still think FCC is going to win this game. Um, I mean, if <laughs> got routed by Seattle, pulled a draw out of Atlanta, next step's obviously a win. So I think they're going to win 2-1. Okay, so bold, I, bold cotton. I've done a lot of thinking here, um, and the way I see it is, Portland without Diego Chara is a lot weaker defensively. Um, that's gonna, you know, kind of convince FC Cincinnati to push a little more for those goals. I think they'll be able to score, um, but doing so, it's gonna leave us susceptible to a counter. And if you have Diego Valeri and Sebastian Blanco, Jeremy Abobasi springing a counter on you, yeah. they're probably going to score. So I think it's going to be a high-scoring affair at Nippert Stadium. I think Cincinnati does win um, just because Diego Char is not there. So I think it's going to be 3-2 to two FC Cincinnati. Mm. Mm. Uh, Adi, get, Adi gets two, and Lamar is going to get one. So after this game, we will, I will, make up a board of prediction <clears throat> correctness. We will have all four of our names, and uh, we'll put a tally mark for each time someone gets a prediction, a score prediction right. And uh, at the end of the season, we'll just have bragging rights. So um, with that, I think that um, is going to wrap us up for our FCC conversation. Um, we've talked about almost everything and i'm sure we could continue going on but uh we need to uh, transition over to some european soccer here to fit it in in our allotted time so my biggest topic of course is that chelsea destroyed dynamo kiev today five nil uh eight nil overall hat trick from Giroud. that was incredible to see man hasn't gotten a hat trick in a while let alone in a Europa League. All right, he, the, probably the last time he got one was in the Europa League, but don't quote me on that. But it's probably true. 
with how much he played with Arsenal, and they were Europa League masters back in the day. Um, what I thought was crazy this last week, obviously, Ronaldo getting the hat trick, bringing hey. Juve out of Dude. the grave, back to life, and into the sky. They are flying. I wanted high to right cry. Now. Okay. I said it. I so, said it. I said. <laughs> so I, I turned the game on. <laughs> First of all, they did the goal that the ref disallowed. Total bullshit. Um, he disallowed it because Ronaldo, I guess, fouled the keeper even though he made a play on the ball, um, which started off Juve. I mean, right away, like five minutes in, they would have had the first goal. And I, watching Juve play like they did, and knowing that Atletico is probably the best defensive team in the world, I I don't think anybody can beat Juventus. If they're on their game, If I, I don't think anybody can beat them. I mean, they looked unbelievable. I think, well, and that's just going to kind of bring us here. Um, City beat Schalke. is an absolute slaughter, 7-0. Barcelona beat Lyon. What did it end up being? Five one. Uh, five one, one. yeah. Five one, um, and then Liverpool beat Bayern three one, um, which that was surprising to me. I thought Bayern was going to step up, uh, but it appears their focus is going to be more in the Bundesliga, which is going to make a tight race for Dortmund here, Chris, and you know it, and you know it. I know it. But I think your boys in the yellow and black are going to pull through. Speaking of, Chris, um, I don't know if you have it pulled up, but how is the Bundesliga going right now? Uh, Bundesliga? Yes, sir. Um, well, Bayern and Dortmund are tied at 57 for first, but Bayern has a two-goal difference lead, mm. which is manageable. Um, Dortmund did win their last match against, I believe, Stuttgart, 3-1. to one. So <clears throat> that really uh, put a dent in the goal difference barrier between them um but other than that i mean then leipzig is third with 46 points so okay. it's pretty much a race for first the mm-hmm. other you know third and fourth it's that at that point it's just a race for champions league um well i mean i mean but high hopes i mean it's yeah, not over no, till I, it's over I'm rooting for your boys in the yellow and black through and through. Uh, it was something to see Pulisic come off the bench against you. Did they play Stuttgart? Yep. And then he instantly made an impact assisting yeah, and then did. scoring the goal. Yeah, um, which is it's great to see him be able to hey, hey, do hey, that. Hey. I, I, I want you to listen to me real quick, all right? You, you take good care of him, all right? Oh, we listen, we will. <laughs> you take and good care of him, all right? I actually read an article today from uh, Matt Miazga, who is a Chelsea center back who's out on loan um, at uh, Reading currently. Um, he, he said Pulisic's move to Chelsea is not only going to get more American fans, um, but it's going to show American players that it is possible to go to the very top. and I um, mean, same for Almiron going to Newcastle and making a big mm-hmm. impact there. I mean... Yeah. Um, it is possible. So, it's promising. Promising right now. Um, 
So what what I was talking about um, with the Champions League games before we continue on looking at the tables is who will um, who get who will, which team will get which team in the quarterfinals. Now, obviously, there's lineups I'd like to see, and we're just going to be, you know, blowing smoke out our asses here because until the draw's made, you know, it could, it could be any combination, right? Right. Of teams. So, um, I would like to see Juve get Ajax or Porto, give them an easy run in, in the quarterfinals after playing they, Atletico. They deserve it. I mean, how do you draw Atletico in the freaking round of 16? <laughs> Yeah, and so um, uh, that's what I hope for Juve, and then whoever doesn't get, you know, wherever Porto goes or wherever I, I want Porto Ajax to go to Juve, but wherever the other one goes, I would want it to go probably to Barcelona, um, and that is only because. I want the final to be Barca and Juve. I want a Barca Ajax quarterfinal, just because I think Ajax would beat Barca. That would be something. That would be insane. That would, Barca's I mean, not insane. very good defensively. They just have the best keeper in the world right now. And yeah. I think if you throw enough shots at Ajax, eventually something will give, right? That's what, and yeah, Ajax obviously de- destroyed, annihilated Real Madrid. It, anything's possible. If if Ajax drew Barcelona, I think that would be one of the most exciting games. Obviously, there has to be a British team versus a British team in this quarterfinal because there's five British teams remaining. It's just improbable that that's not going to happen. There has to be one. <laughs> so what British team is going to get what British team? For the sake I want- of... There, there's only four, so there doesn't have to be. But oh yeah, oh I want Man City right. to get Tottenham because I want Tottenham to get absolutely fucking embarrassed <laughs> I out do of the too. UCL. Like they embarrassed <laughs> me out of the UCL. If, Frankly, I don't care who Tottenham gets as long as it's not Porto or Ajax, yeah, or Liverpool yeah, I because I don't know about Liverpool's form right now. If, if we're being Hell, totally them, honest, Tot- Tottenham could have man. an outside chance of winning this damn thing. I don't, you know stop you, it. I don't know you if you guys remember. La- last year, <laughs> they walked into Turin and beat Juventus. Yeah. But That's enough out of you. So, <laughs> that was um, when just they were form. Currently, no, they right, just got beat right. by Southampton and Harry Kane, Christian well, Eriksen. J- James Ward-Prowse all- hit the free kick of his life, okay? I know, and he did. He did, but that's what you do against Spurs, and I hope more teams start to realize that. Because Spurs are just no. trash. Let, let's be totally honest. To be Champions place. League is rigged. Man City's going to draw Porto. Um, yep. that's because that's happen. how it works. And then Pep is going to get the easiest then, route to fucking wherever the final is. Or Madrid this year. He's going to get the easiest route to Madrid there is. Oh, it's in Madrid? Well, Barca's going to be there. Yep. And so... <laughs> it's, at, it's at Atletico Stadium, so... I still UV stand by. I would love to them. see a final of, of I'd love to Barca see a final UV. of Barca Juve, but I would not be opposed to seeing a Man City Juve final. That would be the most are, insane final. Are, of the are Manchester United good enough to win this thing? Like, we haven't brought their name up one are. time. Like, 
I mean, they have De Gea, who at any given time can park a bus in front of the freaking goal Save and you can't get by him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the thing is, I mean, is Pogba with injuries is right now. probably the best midfielder in the world, I would say, when he's in form. Yes. But, I mean, did you see the lineup they played against PSG when they won? Yeah, it was a full reserve think, team, and they beat PSG. That's what... <laughs> <laughs> and so it's it's like, well, if that's what happens uh, against, you know, PSG, uh, can, can their full starting lineup uh, take down anyone? And, um, you know, Arsenal did just beat them in the Premier League. Beat them 2 nothing. Um I do yeah, not. What? Th- whoever they draw, I do not think they'll beat them because it's gonna be not fun. Yeah. What? Here's a. I think the weak side of them is their back line. Um, yeah. Because I, I mean, De Gea is as fantastic as he is. Like, if you put Chris Smalling and Eric Bailly with <laughs> Ashley Young and whoever the hell their other left right back, whatever the fuck it is. Uh, I mean, Shaw. Yeah, that guy. And he's fat, so. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's <laughs> not a good back line at all. I mean, they're good players. Like, no. don't get me wrong. But when it comes to Champions League, like, that's that's not what you're looking for. I mean, Solska, whatever the hell. Uh, Solskjaer. He's a great there you coach. Go. Thank you. Um, he's a great coach. Um, obviously, pulling off the tactical masterclass against PSG proved that. But how long is that going to continue to go? Because they're going to... They drop form against Arsenal. You know they they're on a now they they lost their last game, so they're gonna have to bounce back in the Premier League this upcoming weekend, and then uh, come these quarterfinals of the Champions League. Whoever they draw, I think it's gonna be a very tough road for them. And yeah, they they can't Jose really Mourinho, drop points in the league. No. Well, I mean, if they do, that just puts Chelsea in fifth, and then hopefully. Yeah, one. I mean, they can. They can. I mean, if Chelsea but wins a game. If they do. Chelsea wins a game by five nothing, they'll be in fourth, and goal. No, can, they win. Can we just talk nothing. about how sorry needs to start Hudson Adoy in the Premier League? He does, and I think uh, still Hudson Adoy got a full ninety against Dynamo Kiev today. Yeah, he's assisted he Alonso, and he scored. So he's obviously proving he has quality when he's Sounds getting like minutes. I don't think it'll be the next game just because, you know, he'll be tired from this game today. Yeah, I think he'll get um, rest, but he needs to start in the Premier I, the League. The next game, the next Premier League game after that, because the next game's against Everton. You know Hazard's going to start. Um, and probably Pedro up top. That's kind of been Sarri's preferred uh, wingers of the last couple of games in the Premier League. Um, you just got to hope for Hudson Adoy's sake that he does get some, uh, at least one start in the Premier League. And I, the there's kid a lot deserves more games, it, right? There's eight I more mean, games. He does deserve uh, it. Um, I think outside of Hazard, he's been their most games. exciting player. I can agree to that statement. Other than Loftus Cheek, I've been watching Loftus Cheek since he was 16 years old. And. He now is, I think, in in my opinion, he's one of the best midfielders if he can stay not injured. I mean, he he was integral f- for England's World Cup performance in the group stages. Um, 
and then he didn't get on in those those next couple of games. Had he gotten on, I think England's World Cup would have been a little different. Having a midfield of Henderson, Alley, and uh, who's the other mm. midfielder? Anyway, uh, but that that's just my opinion. That's just my opinion. Um, but no, Loftus Cheek through Belgium or France. They yeah. I don't think they could, but I think it would have been a little different because Loftus Cheek's one of the best midfielders I've seen in the past <coughs> couple of years as far as all around midfielder. No argument here. Um, I would like to add though to the uh, UCL mm-hmm. a bit of a finals prediction that'll blow your guys' socks off. What about okay. an Ajax Porto? Freaking final. <laughs> I think it's less than likely, but any team in that last eight can get there. I mean, Porto's pretty good, even yeah, though they, they have, play in uh, Portugal, uh, which is Casillas. kind of a shit league. But. Well, they got, um, they got sporting uh, Portugal, SCP there, too. There's a couple big teams in Portugal. Yeah, Benfica, Sporting. I mean, there, there's, yeah, a, there's Benfica, a few good thanks. teams. but could, That's the one I was thinking of. I mean, it's like... Because that's where David Luiz came from. I'm just so happy to see Real Madrid not in it. But yeah, I could I honestly too. see Ajax making it to the final. Like, they looked so too, they, freaking they good against Real Madrid. If they do, their whole team, (laughs) their whole team will be bought next season if they win the Champions League, and that will be that. Except for the older players, all the young players like the the De Jong, which what shit he's going to Barca. Barca? That already happens, dude. That I'm telling you, Ajax. That already happens. Like they're younger players. They get they get sold. Yeah, I'm surprised. um, Matthias Delict, their center back, hasn't been bought yet. Like he, Delict, yes, he's so good. Like. Um, he's one of my favorite center backs, and it's it's mind blowing how the Netherlands didn't qualify for the World Cup when they have Virgil Van Dijk and Matthias De Ligt as their two starting center backs. It's like <laughs> how how do goals get past those two? Um, shit. Well, I'm gonna um, go ahead and uh, mention the Premier League table here. Uh, Man City's in first with 74 points, a goal difference of 58. Liverpool's in second place, only a point behind Man City at 73 points, sitting at 51 uh, on a goal difference. So if it ends tied, Man City's going to win. But I do think Liverpool, if... Not really having a dog in the the fight of the Premier League, dude, Manchester City. If this has happened, I'm sure it's been a long time, but... In recent memory, has any fucking club won the Premier League back-to-back seasons? Mm. Man United. Yeah. That'd be the last one. When did United do it? Was it under under Fergie? Gotta be. Let me look it up. Because, I mean, it's, you know, Premier League's not like, you know, Serie A, where Juventus is damn near shoo-in. Yeah, I mean, or you know, some of these other European not, leagues, not like just PSG going with back League to back for Man City, dude. They could win the quad, like the League uh, yeah, Cup, that's true. FA Cup, that's true. League, and Champions League. And That'd be I th- they're probably going to win the <laughs> FA Cup. I don't think there's any team in there left that I think can beat them. Um, 
the league, I think they're probably going to win, which is outrageous because Liverpool have one loss all year. That's it. One loss, and they're not in first place, which is just absurd. And then the Champions League. I mean, so seven draws. Seven draws for Liverpool. Yep, that'll uh, that'll hurt you, I guess. Yeah. Last, I'm I'm scrolling on Wiki to get to recent. Um, United won uh, three years in a row to from oh six oh seven oh seven oh eight oh eight oh nine. Chelsea had won yeah. it two seasons in a row uh, with 04, 05, 05, 06. And, and I, I had never seen this stat before, but Chelsea went on an unbeaten home record from 2004 to 2008. No one could beat them at Stamford Bridge, <laughs> um, which that was the golden age. That's like, you know, the Mourinho golden age when he wasn't shit. Um, recent <laughs> times, the most recent back-to-back was – the United in 08, 09, 07, 08, and 06, yeah. 07. So that was United so under Ferguson, years. which was, like, the best Premier League team of all time. So Yes. So a decade. It's been a decade since the last repeat. Yes. So it's, so it's definitely hard to establish a solid dynasty in the Premier League with and six teams being See, what I want to class. happen <laughs> for the last uh, – well, and – a lot of Chelsea fans don't like Liverpool, and that's rightly so. I've never had a problem with Liverpool because they're, they're, their fans aren't like Arsenal fans or Tottenham fans. Jackasses. Yes, sir. <laughs> uh, I'm low-key um, a Liverpool fan. so. No, I know, I know, and I know that. Um, and I don't have an issue with Liverpool. I like watching Liverpool play, not when they play Chelsea because I'm rooting for Chelsea. But, like, other than that, I, I could really care less. But the last time – they had first place in the league, you know, it ended up slipping to Manchester City. And so how funny would it be if the tables turn and Man City's, you know, going this tired time with Liverpool a point behind him, and then that last game, Man City loses or something, draws, and then Liverpool get those three points and edge ahead. Like, that's what I would love to see. Uh, anything can happen. Anything, anything can, can happen. happen. I would love to see that. Um, see, Zach, go ahead and I'm give sc- us the rundown on Serie A after you complete your thought. All right, so I was going to say, the only thing I'm scared about that last week is I'm pretty sure Liverpool plays Leicester City, and I feel like Brendan Rodgers could Rogers. just totally shit yeah. on Liverpool's celebration and beat them. That would be insane. Yeah, it would. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, anyway. But, but do you so, think he would do it? you think he would purposely throw the game? Because I, you know, he was he I was in charge like when no. City, when City did that to his Liverpool, like that you know that's what he left the season right at, or yeah. I think he left the season right after. It could have been the season is that, after. Is that, that the year but, that Gerard slipped? Yeah. Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah, I feel that's like he maybe maybe like guys, let's drop points against Liverpool and hope that yeah, that's what I'm saying. Brighton or Help whoever City plays beats them <laughs> because well. It's like Chelsea basically, I mean, they, they sealed the title for Leicester City by drawing against Tottenham. A beautiful one-two touch from Diego Costa to Hazard. Hazard, first touch, upper 90. Couldn't, Lloris couldn't stop it. Finesse shot. And I, I remember immediately after that, Twitter was blowing up. Leicester City just won the title. Uh, the, the, the Leicester players were all together watching the game. 
and then after they were celebrating Chelsea's win because it won. It was that was just really cool, and it it made me have a lot of respect for Leicester City. Uh, go ahead with the uh, Serie A table, Zach. All right, so Serie A, the title is it's over. Juve is eighteen points ahead of Napoli, <laughs> um, but once again, you're still looking at that third, fourth, fifth, sixth, and I guess down to seventh spot, even eighth, really, um, to get into the Champions League. AC Milan's at 51, Inter Milan's at 50, that's three and four. Then at 47 points, you have Roma, so only a game back. Then two games back are Torino and Atalanta. Um, And then Lazio's at 42 points, but they have a game in hand, so if they win that, they'd be at Mm. 45, just five points off that last spot. And, um, so they have 27 games played. I believe there's, yeah, it's a 38-game season. So they've got 11 more games to go. Um, so plenty of room to drop points. That fight for the Final Four is uh, heating up. But I, I do think AC Milan will definitely get through with the way Piontek is playing. Um, the dude's mm-hmm. scoring goals left and right. Um, and then I want to say Roma, I think, will be that fourth team in just because I like Claudio Ranieri. I do too. Um, I just remembered I only basically said uh, Man City and Liverpool. Um, Let me go ahead and just give third to six. Tottenham's in third. Arsenal's fourth. Man United's fifth. And Chelsea is sixth. Um, And that it's really a fight for the – third and fourth place Tottenham can lose points um I'm gonna go ahead and read the La Liga table as well um which it looks like Barcelona is pretty much signed sealed and delivered the title um with Atletico Madrid being let me math seven points behind um I'd that's hard for Atletico Madrid to come back but now they have full focus on the league I don't know if they're still in the Copa del Rey but um, they they can start gaining ground with Barcelona having these tough, uh, what what I hope to be tough UCL games. Um, Real Madrid, you would hope that they'd do the same thing. They'd, they'd start to get some points back with them not having to worry about either the Copa del Rey or the Champions League. But I, I'd say they'll maintain their top four spot. If they overlap Atletico Madrid, it wouldn't surprise me, but I'm, I think Barcelona's got the the title pretty much in hand same thing with Paris Saint-Germain as every week we don't look at it we just know you just know we just know with Paris PSG has (laughs) won the league by October oh well so I do want um, you guys to give me the teams in the UCL you think will advance onto the semifinals before we wrap this up who will advance? Yes, because we obviously were it, – it's all just punditry and, you know, bullshit, us trying to <laughs> predict who's going to get who because we won't know. But what we can predict is who we think is going to get through prior to the draw. Now, obviously, that might change our our thought process on after the draw. But for now, we can – I can say I think Juve is going to get through. I think City's going to get through. I think Barca's going to get through. And don't say it. Don't say it. Probably it's gonna be Liverpool. Okay. 
storm. I would, I would like the, the oddball there. I would love to see Ajax go through. God, I would love to see Ajax go through. <laughs> yeah, that was my prediction. My prediction was I'd love to see Juventus, Man City, Barca, and Ajax get through. Well, mine That'd would be, be Juventus, um, Juventus, Barcelona, Liverpool. And Ajax, I think Man City is. Mm. Um, I think they're their own worst enemy. And um, I mean, that's they, true. They've dropped games in the Champions League this year. I mean, Leon, even though they just got slaughtered by Barca, Leon beat them in the Etihad earlier this year. Um, yeah. I mean, I remember that. Schalke scored Depay two goals on the... them after they were up like three nil. Like they they just mm-hmm. they haven't really put games away. They've outside al- of they've the always been their last own week. worst enemy. So, I think City can even though I know their main focus is the Champions League, I think if they draw anybody other than Porto or Ajax that it could be a, a tough way to go for them. Mm-hmm. Well, I like those predictions, boys. Um but we've been going probably just a bit over an hour. A little over an hour. Well, I like that. I'd say it's time to wrap it up. I'm going to go ahead and peace out of here. Uh, Chris, go ahead and wrap us out. All right. Well, once again, that will do it for this week's episode. On behalf of me and my co-hosts, thank you for joining us at the False Nine Podcast. Be sure to check in next week for a new episode on anything and everything FCC and football worldwide. Everyone have a wonderful day.